And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Breaking into a Premier League first team is harder than ever. Every year, thousands of young players enter the youth academies. Every year, maybe a dozen will make their debut for a top-level club. Only the very best of the best prevail. I'm Faker Others. Welcome to the next big thing. Newcastle United's history is littered with local heroes. Players who grew up in the shadow of the Gallagate end and went on to excel in front of it. From Jackie Milburn... Len White took the kick, a beauty, and Jack Milburn headed through. Yes, Newcastle were one up with a goal in less than a minute. To Paul Gascoigne. Gascoigne. Oh, it's a beautiful goal. An absolute gem. And of course, Alan Shearer. Space for Dyer, who's fully recovered. If he can keep the ball in play, he can. The lack of defensive cover means that he can get on the end of it. Shearer on a hat-trick! A picture-book goal to wrap up the first half of Newcastle United! But in recent years, the flow of local talent has dried up a little. Andy Carroll came, went and then returned. The Longstaff brothers have recently established themselves with the first-team squad. But nobody's quite set the pulses racing in the same way as those players years ago. But there's an 18-year-old on the fringes of Steve Bruce's first team that could change all of that. His name is Elliot Anderson. So who is he? Elliot Anderson is an 18-year-old midfielder, primarily attacker midfielder, but can play box-to-box -box as well. Chris Woff, Newcastle United correspondent for The Athletic. He's come through Newcastle United's academy. Uh, he's from the area. He's from North Tyneside, Whitley Bay area. And he is seen as as one of the, the big prospects at Newcastle. That There's, there's a couple of, of young lads who, who they're quite positive about and who they think could potentially develop a, a bit younger lads and, and, and Joe White and also Bobby Clark, who, who's the son of Lee Clark. But in terms of the, the next player who could really make the step up that they believe could be Elliot Anderson. He burst onto the scene really last season. Lee Ryder, chief Newcastle United writer for the Newcastle Chronicle. A very raw midfielder, skillful, can beat a man in, in a sort of old-fashioned way that often gets coached out of players now and has a goal in him as well and not just the spectacular he seems to pop up and score scrappy goals headers things like that so you know this we're talking about a teenager here who you know still rides around on his bike um to train and things like that uh, so very raw and one that you know Newcastle obviously have high hopes for. I'd say number 10 is his preferred position. I think he's he's one of those players who could play at any position across the pitch, really, and impress. Miles Starforth, 
Newcastle United correspondent for the Shields Gazette. Certainly number 10 is where he sees himself, uh, his, sees his future. Uh, he's right-footed but not scared to lose to use his left foot. Um, he's been described as a bit of a throwback really. Um, he certainly likes to put his foot in. He, he loves winning the ball back. I was told when he first kind of stepped up the levels, he, he was kind of pushed around a little bit. And, and certainly this season, I think we've seen teams at under 23 level targeting him. But uh, he can handle that now. He's strong. And Steve Bruce has even said that it's practically inevitable that at some point in the next few weeks and months, Elliot Anderson will play for the first team. So Newcastle United internally rate him very highly the coaches rate him very highly he played early in the season for the under 21s in uh, the EFL trophy against Bolton scored twice and and one of his goals was just an absolutely wonderful finish where he was, the keeper was rushing out and he was on the right hand side of the box and he just lifted it over him absolutely beautifully and I think that technical ability is is, is as well as having that little edge to him and that ability that, that physicality is, is what's really made him exciting and and why Newcastle sees such a big future for him it was pretty obvious that Anderson was a talent from a very early age. This kid really just stuck out. Uh, his first touch, he's, he's both footed as well. Everything about him is he's kind of his balance and his, his vision. I was just like, this kid is is very different to to, to what we've seen in, in recent years. And um, you know, you don't want to build players up too much. You certainly have to to, to watch. To watch what you're doing and, and, and play play the sort of nice game in the media and just keep giving them good little reports but this, this kid just looks different and he has this kind of air of confidence around him where I mean I've interviewed him a couple of times and it, it's almost like he doesn't actually realise how good he is at this stage. And that talent's won him a call up to the first team squad where he's already turning heads. On the training ground, certainly, the, the first team players have been so impressive. I know Alan Sat-Maximan, he he's made a big impression on and also a few of the midfielders who have watched some of the some of the things he's been capable of doing, but also just his confidence in himself when he's not in an arrogant sort of way, just that he, he feels already as if he, he's settled in and he, he's part of it at first team level. So really, it, it's been promising signs so far and he's made huge strides over the course of the last few months, considering the fact that he's only played sort of, I think, about 20 games at under-23 level. He, he isn't exactly a seasoned under-23 player. Whereas, so for Newcastle, they've fast-tracked him through the system because they see something there. And at every level so far, he, he's made the step up and hopefully he'll be able to continue doing that. What's interesting is the way that he's been accepted at first-team level. This season, he's been training with the first team for the past two or three months. And in a way, the kind of COVID uh, protocols and regulations have helped him because we're not seeing the players being called up and then returning back to the 23 level on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. If you if you make the step up, you, you stay in the first team bubble and you just really drop down to play games at that level. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Anderson was born just outside Newcastle, but he's already represented Scotland at various youth levels. There could be a cross-border battle for his loyalty, though. He actually has appeared for, for Scotland from his dad's side. He played for Scotland's uh, youth international side, but England are also aware of him, I understand, as they, they, ha- they have been in touch uh, in terms of look to, to make sure that they can try and get him to, into the English setup as well. So he has the possibility of going down both routes. It looks like they're going to try and fast-track him. I mean, they couldn't throw him in at the, the deep end at the moment because they've just had uh, just qualified for the Euros and... Uh, had some big Nations League games, but I, I think when there's a, a lower key game, I, th- I do think they will hand him a debut, especially if he, you know, gets to the into the Newcastle first team uh, already. I mean, it was a, it was actually already mentioned that uh, as a, a possibility when I spoke to people in the Scotland camp, you know, when they were talking about Theo Walcott went to the World Cup as the, the sort of twenty twenty third man, and uh, who knows who knows if Elliot Anderson. That would cap a dream season if he ended up in the squad for, for Euro 2020. That would be a fairy tale if he, he ended up in that squad. Those who know Elliot Anderson talk about a character with maturity beyond his years. And he's not one to shout about his talent too loudly either. He's quite unassuming in some ways. And what, the first time I interviewed him, it was almost like, what, you want to speak to me? He was, it, it, it was almost like he... He, he couldn't see what the fuss was about and why he needed to, to do the, the, the interview. He, he had no problem doing it. It was at Port Vale, actually, and he, he kind of swaggered out the dressing room in some ways, not in an arrogant way, just in a, oh, well, I've played the game now, I've scored a goal, I'm getting back on the bus. And then, you know, we start interviewing him and it, he, he, he hasn't done it before and he, he's given you really honest answers. He's got the captain for the under 20s team at the age of 18 I'm told he deserves that he, he, the players respect him at that level he's playing alongside you know others who are 19 20 and you know into their 20s really and he's got the armband and the fact that they've given him that shows what they they think of him and I think he's it, well interestingly he's, he's really thrived in that kind of um, with that responsibility um, look at his goal scoring and his contribution in, in recent games um, He's got the brain to play across the pitch, really. I think you could you could probably play him at fullback, and he he would be possibly the best player on the pitch. He's uh, he's got that talent, that vision. So they they see him as a, as a special talent and one that uh, certainly got the potential to kind of kick on at uh, first team level. It's that sort of mentality that persuaded Newcastle to award Anderson a new contract on his 18th birthday, no less. It will also endear him to the Newcastle fans as will his family history. Elliot Anderson's uh, grandfather, Jeff Allen, played for Newcastle United in the 1960s. He was one of the youngest ever players and I think he was really seen as as, as being a, a big prospect, but he had a few injuries. He was part of the... Uh, 1969 Intercity's Fairs Cup winning team, so the last squad Newcastle United had 51 years ago who actually won a major trophy. His local credentials don't end there. As a boy... 
Anderson played for Wallsend Boys Club, the youth side whose graduates include Shearer, Peter Beardsley, Michael Carrick and current manager Steve Bruce. Wallsend Boys Club uh, was where Elliot Anderson was for a period before he joined Newcastle's academy and the, the number of players who've, who've gone through that club, the likes of Alan Shearer and, and so many other youngsters, it, it's... It really is a, a sort of special, quote-unquote, talent factory, for want of a less cliched term, on Tyneside. And I think the reputation that's built, that that's part of the reason why so many young, promising players end up there, because they want to go there, because they, they've seen that in the past, youngsters who've joined Walls and Boys Club will eventually go on to have a successful career. If Anderson does establish himself in the Newcastle first team, it will be a victory for the reforms to their youth setup that have been put in place recently, as Chris Woff explains. Well, Newcastle United under Mike Ashley have a pretty poor record at bringing players through. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things you can say that Mike Ashley's had a poor record out of Newcastle United, but one of them is, is certainly bringing players through really since Andy Carroll came through well in excess of a decade ago. Aside from Paul Dummett, there's been very few players, if any, who've become first-team regulars. During the, the summer of uh, of 2019, Newcastle restructured uh, their academy setup. They've changed it all down there. They've now got uh, Chris Hogg as, as the uh, under-23 head coach, but then Ben Dawson, who was the, the head coach, has been moved up to head of academy coaching, and they're looking to really redevelop that. They've brought in the former striker, Shola Amiobi, who is their loan coordinator. So basically, he has now been tasked with making sure that when Newcastle do want to send their youth players out on loan, that they find the right clubs, because in the past they'd send players out on loan now they wouldn't play or wouldn't be the right style of play for whatever they're looking for. So Shola Amiobi is really building those connections and, and trying to improve that. And then Steve Harper as well, that conduit between the first team and the under-23s, given more opportunities for players to, to train with the first team, youth players to train with the first team if, if they're showing something and also to really give feedback and to, to, to be that point of contact between Steve Bruce and uh, the under-23s. And so Newcastle are hoping that that will start to bear fruit. The fact that player, more players are starting to get opportunities, that, that the loans touch wood so far seem to be a little more productive than they have been at the past, that maybe that these changes that they're making will really solve this problem of, of why Newcastle haven't been able to produce their own players. His future appearance in the first team setup could also liven up a Newcastle team which is, to put things kindly, not often the most enthralling side to watch. Against the, the top five or six teams, Newcastle play this abject style where it's men behind the ball trying to stay in games and get a break or two and just try and almost keep the score down. It, it's awful. It reminds me of like youth youth football where I played for some particularly poor sides. We just used to try and stop teams playing whatever way we could and, and, and literally, yeah, keep the score down. And this Newcastle United, when they're playing against the likes of Chelsea, that's, that's what it feels like. Elliot could, could fit quite nicely into the squad in terms of an option off the bench um, if he continues to kind of progress the, the way he has been doing. We've seen Steve Bruce use a number 10 you know, for, for, for much of the season and in his time at the club. He likes playing a, a, someone off the striker and that, that kind of role is perfect for Elliot. And, and he, he's the kind of player I think you'd come off the bench and, and, and play that role with a bit of freedom. First, he'll have to convince Steve Bruce. But while the Newcastle manager's not perhaps the most universally loved boss in the club's history, 
he is prepared to give promising players a chance. Steve Bruce's record at bringing young players through at Newcastle has been quite good so far. He, he was the one who gave Matty Longstaff his first opportunity last season. I know that Chelsea uh, were very happy with how Steve Bruce dealt with Tammy Abraham when he was at Aston Villa. And at previous clubs, he has brought a lot of young players too. So that was something that Newcastle liked in Bruce when they decided that they wanted him to be their head coach. There was various reasons behind it, but but one of them was that they said, we, we want to start trying to bring through some of our young players. We want to become more self-sufficient in that sense because there hasn't been this pathway between the academy and the first team. And Steve Bruce has embraced that. And if players are good enough, he's willing to to, to get them involved in other Young players have, have been given opportunities by Steve Bruce, even if it's just in, in training, a lot of them have been invited up, but also last season, Kel Watts, who's an exciting defender who's out on loan at Plymouth at the moment, he made his first team debut off the bench against Liverpool in the last game of the season, Tom Allen, who's a, a young forward, a Geordie forward, he made his uh, debut in the FA Cup in January and came on and got an assist and he subsequently gone out on loan to Accrington Stanley, so Steve Bruce has been helped to to sort of bridge that gap a little bit and and he's keen for he sees Anderson as one of the players who really actually in the next year to two years can bridge the gap and, and make himself potentially a first team regular so how far can Elliot Anderson go Miles Starforth I think Elliot uh, has got everything really there for him to to make it at first team level and by that I mean Premier League level it's hard to make too many predictions. Obviously, a, a lot can happen uh, to a player on and off the pitch. But he's, he's got a great attitude. It's, that attitude's taken him a long way. He's got a supportive family around him. And if the club can look after him, nurture him and coax him, I can see him um, establishing himself at Premier League level. Chris Woff. I mean, I don't want to put too much pressure on him as, a, as an 18-year-old and also given how Newcastle's record has been, even if they are trying to address it, at bringing players through, I'd be a little bit hesitant to sort of push them too far too soon. But there is a lot of excitement around him. I think that he is someone who can can push into the first team and sort of in the next year or two be pushing to, to, to sort of be playing regularly in the Premier League. Lee Ryder. I personally think he's going to be a player Newcastle are going to have for a couple of years. And then after that, it, it, it's up to him. But from from what I've seen, if if this rapid rate of getting to the next stage and kind of killing it on that stage and then moving up, then it's going to be interesting to see how long they can they can hold on to him. Especially if you know he does start getting international teams knocking on the door. I, I don't want to look too far ahead. I'd just like to see him get in the the side and have his have a debut and back up what people like myself have seen and also the the coaches the academy people and and you know prove everybody right that they have you know picked a real winner out here you can listen to all previous episodes of the next big thing on the athletic app or by subscribing via your favorite podcast provider and if you're not already a subscriber to the athletic sign up now by going to theathletic.com forward slash next big thing thanks for listening Chris Woff is Newcastle United correspondent for The Athletic. Lee Ryder is the chief Newcastle United writer for the Newcastle Chronicle. And Miles Starforth writes about Newcastle for the Shields Gazette. The next big thing was produced for The Athletic by Abby Patterson. The writer was Nick Miller. The executive producer was Ian McIntosh.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.